1: Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
0: This
2: is the Cork Today replay on C103. Annalise Drussell of the healthhubstore.com out of the Health Hub store in Times Square and Balancolic uh, joining me this afternoon. Good afternoon to Good afternoon, Patricia. And you are very welcome. Let me get straight into questions which have been pouring in for us today. Thank you, John Paul, who's just passed me on once. I've come in by over the phone. Hi, uh, Patricia. Could you ask Annalise, what is the best thing to take for a diverticulitis flare-up? Thanking you. And I suppose explain what diverticulitis is
1: diverticulitis is an infection um, that occurs in the colon, so the lower bowel, and diverticulosis is the condition. And what happens is that you get a sort of a blowout of the smooth muscle in the colon and it forms little pouches. So fecal matter or undigested food can get stuck in there and then if it's sitting there for a long time, it can become infected and that's when you get the flare up and you get the severe pain so when you really have an infection you probably need the antibiotic at that stage so the whole idea and of the management of it is to prevent yourself from becoming infected now there are certain foods they say that you shouldn't eat I mean things like nuts and seeds that mightn't be properly broken down but I think they're fine to eat so long as you maybe grind them so if you wanted to do your porridge and have your linseeds and your chia seeds and pumpkin seeds just buy the gr- round ones in the pouches because they should be fine. Um, The big key, Patricia, is to make sure that you're having a daily bowel movement and that things are moving along very nicely. So there's a fibre called psyllium, P-S-Y-L-L-I-U-M, It comes from the husk of a kind of a plantago type of a plant. And it forms what we call a soluble fiber, which means it kind of forms a jelly, gloopy-like substance. And this is great because it can bring form, actually, to a very loose stool, but it can also soften a kind of a hard stool and it can help it slide through without getting stuck. And also, I suppose, without like little pieces of it breaking off and becoming stuck in the pouches of diverticulitis. Um, So I would definitely recommend you take a tablespoon of that every morning on your porridge. And if you're not having a daily bowel movement, the goal should be to do that. So whether you need to take digestive enzymes or aloe vera juice or a natural laxative um, like magnesium maybe or prune or rhubarb extract, they're all very, very good. Having a kiwi um, in the um, morning for breakfast, two kiwis a day are great because they're full of a very powerful kind of digestive enzyme that help you break your food down a little bit better. And the better you digest your food and the more regular you are, the less likely you will have
2: infections. Okay, North Cork listener. Question for Annalise, please. I'm in my early 30s. What supplements or food would Annalise recommend to improve eyesight? At a recent eye exam, it showed my eyesight has actually got worse. I'm short-sighted. So
1: I suppose there are probably foods that will help for sure, Patricia. But I think your eyesight does like you can be either short-sighted or long-sighted. Long-sighted is more when you find it difficult to read um, objects close up and short-sightedness is generally a genetic issue um, even though your eyesight might deteriorate with time and that is where you find it's hard to read things in the distance it's more blurry. So to keep your eyes healthy one of the best things is um, vitamin A and carrots are a great source of vitamin A in a very safe form called beta-carotene. Vitamin A on its own in high doses, I never recommend to people because it actually can become what we call a pro-oxidant, which is pro-inflammatory and can be dangerous. So if you ever want to take a vitamin A supplement, you should be taking it more as beta-carotene, which is a very safe way to take it, and our body will convert it to active uh, vitamin A as we need it. So beta-carotene is in carrots. It's in all of the beautiful red, yellow, orange fruits and vegetables, so things like apricots peppers, red and yellow peppers, turnips. Um, there's actually quite a lot of beta-carotene in green leafy vegetables as well. So your cabbages, lettuce, broccoli, all of those foods are really good for that particular substance. And the um, the old wise tale as well, Patricia, was eat your carrots so that you can see well at night. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is because vitamin A is so important for the rods and cones at the back of the eye that help us focus in dimmer light. So that is one thing to take. The other thing that's great for your eyesight, actually, is... Um, are blueberries and bilberries, everything purple. They're very rich in particular substances um, like lutein, astaxanthin, and these are all very, very good, again, to help the rods and cones at the back of the eye. And the last thing I would say and highlight is lutein. It's so important for people who've got a family history of macular degeneration. Now, what happens with macular is that there's a certain part at the back of the eye Starts to deteriorate and it's irreversible, and those cells can't be renewed. And what happens is you start losing your central vision. So your peripheral vision remains, and your central vision starts getting bad. So you can see stuff on the outside but not stuff in the middle. And uh, there's a big family history of it. So if there is, you need to start taking lutein in your um, in supplement form from really I would say 30s and 40s it's in my family I always take lutein and the other thing I take a lot of are tomatoes they're full of lycopene again that's another great one for the rods and cones at the back of the eye
2: Okay Mary is suffering with cracked heels and feet I've tried lots of creams all sorts still very hard what would Annalise recommend?
1: So actually, this isn't a natural remedy at all. It's one that I've seen in Aldi and I've seen in pharmacies, and it's called cracked heel cream. And it can—it is one of the best
2: it's types
1: of cream. Yeah, it's high in urea, so it's very, very good. You'll get any of them in Boots, and you're looking for at least I think about three percent urea, and that's probably the best approach. But it can be nice to soak your feet as well, and then moisturise them afterwards because if the skin is very hard, it's hard to get moisture cream to penetrate in. So if you soak your feet maybe with some Epsom salts in a foot bath and let the skin soften up and then put your cream on. The other tip as well, of course, is to put cream on and then put your socks on at night so that they can sit in the lovely thick cream overnight and it doesn't rub off.
2: Yeah, she. yeah. I, I think at this time of the year I always my heels always, I think it's from wearing all the flip flops and the sandals. Absolutely. And
1: having your feet out in the sun and probably walking barefoot a lot more for sure.
2: Now, Anne had a colonoscopy last week and was given pan for the next four weeks, but it's not solved the problem. She still feels bloated and she's not going to the toilet. Would you suggest anything else?
1: Okay, so there's a number of different reasons why people do feel bloated and why they suffer from constipation. And... I suppose in the most basic terms, Patricia, if your diet is good and you've lots of fibre, so that means lots of fruit and vegetables, oats are great as well, and eating brown rice, brown pasta, brown whole grain instead of white bread, etc. And if you're drinking plenty of water and if you're doing exercise, you should have a daily bowel movement. And if that's not happening, generally, in my experience, it's one of three things. One, it's a food intolerance. So it's not like a full-blown allergy, but it is a food that you're eating that is causing you your immune system to react. And most people think when they think of IBS like that, they think that it's diarrhea. But in my experience, more people have constipation than have diarrhea, and generally it is a food intolerance. And the ones that come at the top of that, I do the tests here in the shop, and the ones that we always see are egg, dairy, and wheat would be very common. Barley is another big one as well, actually. So if it's not a food intolerance, it might be as a result of medication use. So maybe you're taking painkillers or sleeping tablets or medication that are very rough on the liver. So in that case, you need to increase the types of um, of foods in your diet like rhubarb, um, prunes, all of those fib- uh, very high fiber, soluble fiber foods. Psyllium husk, put that in as well, because what you're doing really is you're battling the medication need to be quite careful what you take in terms of laxatives then in case they interact with heavy duty medication. So the one that I love is Allopura and it's called Aloe Complex, and it's very very gentle and it's very successful and you take two of those going to bed at night. And the last thing sometimes constipation and bloating happens after taking an antibiotic and that's because you've killed off a lot of the good bacteria and some of the other yeasts and bacteria have overgrown. So take a good quality probiotic and see if that doesn't solve the pro- if if that solves the problem. And if not, you might need a bit of a kind of a yeast cleanse um, using things like um, there's a very good product called Dida by New Nordic, and that's great to do a cleanse, especially if you're suffering from yeast and thrush.
2: Okay, Michael's ended up with what sounds like a beard uh, rash. I have markings on my face. Got the razors mixed up and ended up using my dad's. Uh, what advice to give to the markings?
1: I think. Don't put anything on that that's perfumed or chemical. I would just use aloe vera gel, 99% aloe vera gel. It's very good for anything irritated. Even when your skin is irritated like that, Patricia, putting on essential oils, which are really nice for skin, will irritate it. So just keep it very simple.
2: Sheila wants to know, is there any nat- herbal remedy for skin tags?
1: No. And there's loads of them being sold online. No, they do not work, believe me. Um I've seen lots of people have come in actually asking about one that's been advertised online. So the best thing really with a skin tag, if you can't actually tie it off with a piece of thread, is just to get your doctor to take it off with a bit of nitrogen.
2: Okay, Mary says, hi, I have a lot of pain in my bladder before going to the toilet and after going to the toilet. Is there anything I can take to uh, ease it? I've been checked. There's no kind of infection there, but it just feels a little bit inflamed.
1: Okay, so that sounds to me like cystitis. So cystitis would be, the symptoms of that would be typically a burning sensation or pain just before you go to the loo when you urinate and afterwards. And also sometimes the need for frequent urination. You might notice as well that your urine smells different than usual and could be a bit cloudy. So the best, um, and cystitis is very common, Patricia, especially if you do a lot of sport or horse riding. It can come if you bruise the urethra as well. So it's very, very common for women um the best thing probably is a combination of three different things. The first thing is the Dr. Claire Cystone, C Y S T O N E. So this is a combination of herbs that is absolutely brilliant for any kind of cystitis or kidney infection, any pain or burning on urinating. Um so this C Y S T C Y S T O N E the cystone, a blend of herbs. Make sure if you have our medication that you get your medication checked against it if you buy it in your health shop. The second thing is D-mannose. This is a kind of a sugar, which sounds counterintuitive, but actually it kind of prevents the bacteria that can cause infection from being able to form a spike and stick in between the cells. So basically they slide off and can't uh, multiply to cause infection. So if you're treating something, you want about 1,000 milligrams of D-mannose three times a day, And the other thing I'd add then, the third thing, is something like um, Quest do a product called Cranbiotics which I recommend a lot. It's a combination of cranberry extract and the good bacteria and I would also take one of those three times a day for treatment and once you start feeling better just maintain at once a day until you've finished all of your packages.
2: Okay, we mentioned the skin tag. Somebody's saying what about a wart on the eyelid? It's almost like a skin tag isn't it rather than a wart when you see that on somebody? Yes, it, it
1: can be either, I suppose, a skin tag or a wart, or it can be something um, called um, it, there's a, there's a kind of a skin damage called keratosis that actually comes from the sun, Patricia, and it looks like kind of bumpy, rough um, skin. Mm. I would definitely suggest that that um, gets checked out first because you don't we want to make sure that it's not a mole
2: okay.
1: um, that has gone a bit funny. So
2: go but to if, a doctor.
1: Yeah, I really would actually. Now the best Doctor Claire does do a, um, a wart cream called Touja. Um, Sorry, it's with Tuja. It's called wart cream. You could try that. It can sometimes be successful. uh, But I think generally if it's a wart, they tend to have quite deep roots. So you'll probably need something like... um, a salicyclic acid to put on top of it but you need to be very very careful with the eyes so I would definitely go to the doctor with that.
2: Okay listen have a great week and you'll put up all the information later on online. On the website. Very good. Thanks Thank a million. Annalise's website is thehealthhubstore.com and you'll see the section as heard on the radio and then later on this afternoon John Paul will put that entire link up as a podcast.